The funny thing is, I had that game and I never played it, and I traded it in, wrapping in packs. <laughs> I love being a troll because you just get to piss so many people off. What would you rather be inside of? A giant robot or magical girl? <laughs> now we're stuck with you. I'm pretty sure I'm on a higher plane of existence than you. I was just about to bring that up. Nintendo, uh, yeah, I'm not even gonna say anything. We shall give you a quality show today. I'll be giving you at least 78%. Launching! Hello and welcome to the Anivision Podcast. I am Steve and I am joined by the wonderful Jero. What's up? And that's it. <laughs> another, another light, light mm-hmm. episode this week, just two of us right. here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, life gets ahead of everyone. Uh, things get a little bit busy. Uh, so no worries about that. Uh, today we are going to have we're going to discuss uh, we're kind of going to do a little bit of the uh, Disney D23 news that came out because um, a lot of it's very interesting kind of want to mention a little bit of it um, and then we have a couple of like anime news stories and game news stories um, and then we're going to actually do like a little bit of a fall 2022 games preview um, I say a little bit because we're mostly focusing on the games we're truly interested in we just kind of want to talk about them a lot of them, our wallets are definitely going to be in pain. Um, whether or not maybe we should think about skipping some of these and waiting for a little while might be a good decision. But uh, definitely kind of want to talk about them, you know, give our opinions on some of them, um, engage interest. Uh, but let's go ahead and start off with the Disney news. Um, so there's quite a few trailers released. Um, the, obviously, if you're a nerd like like us, <laughs> um, you've probably already seen them all. But if you haven't, I definitely recommend going and checking them out. Um, a lot of pretty exciting ones coming from uh, uh, Marvel with Secret Wars, which was kind of cool. Um, wasn't or Secret Invasion, excuse me. I uh, wasn't quite sure what to make of that one um, when they announced it. But seeing the trailer, it looks like they've gone real hard spark spy kind of stuff on that. And I'm, I'm pretty excited. Hmm. Um. Uh, the other kind of real interesting trailer, I think, uh, is a show coming out quite soon called Willow. Um, if you're, I guess, our age, you might have watched this movie growing up. Um, kind of cool to see them do their own take. I know both, uh, uh, you know, Amazon's doing Lord of the Rings right now and Game of Thrones is back. So everyone's got their own little fantasy thing going on right now. But Willow is actually the one I'm surprisingly a little mo- more interested in not because i don't like lord of the rings or anything but like you know both lord of the rings and game of thrones are like known known quantities right um willow's like something really new and kind of gets me more interested and curious to see what that's going to be about especially when you can kind of see the budget they're throwing in on it um so i'm i'm definitely kind of curious to see how that works out uh now, uh, they also showed off a trailer for Werewolf by Night. It's going to be like this Halloween special thing. Looks pretty cool. Um, kind of going old school, but it is based in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So I'm curious to see how that plays, if they're going to do more tongue-in-cheek stuff. I've been really liking She-Hulk because they've been... It feels unique um, mm-hmm. in what it's trying to accomplish. And that's what I kind of feel like the same thing about Werewolf by Night is. Even though it's just a, kind of like a single you know, I guess made for TV movie special thing. Um, Interesting. Yeah. I'm not sure how long it's going to be, but you know, they get this old school aesthetic. It's like all black and white. 
uh, kind of looks like that old, you know, classic horror tropes with like, you know, bad costumes in the black and white. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm seeing Twilight Zone mentioned as a reference. Yeah. For vibe. Yeah. It is based off a comic book, but from what I heard, it might be a little loosely based off of it. Um, Marvel comic book by the same name, but I have to wait and kind of see how that plays out. But definitely got my interests, you know, cool things. It's a, again, mm-hmm. it's a unique project. Um, Daredevil, uh, Born Again, uh, a little more announcements here. The one thing I found interesting is they announced it's going to be 18 episodes. So, like, if you know anything about the, uh, you know, Disney stuff shows, like, mm-hmm. you know, six to, to 10 used to be, is kind of their number. So to be like, it's going to be 18 episodes, that's like awesome. Because it shows that it's a pretty big, uh, like a, a big investment they're doing to the character, which isn't too surprising. You know, they got him in Spider-Man. He's going to show up in She-Hulk. Rumor has it that he'll be somewhat involved in the Echo series, uh, which they also kind of talked about. They said there was a trailer and footage, but that was all uh, like not released to the public. Um, it's pretty cool. I'm pretty stoked. I think. Daredevil's amazing. Uh, I love the actor. Um, it's obviously going to, at least by the name, Born Again, means they're going to be kind of rebooting it, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we're still talking about a show that's likely not going to come out until 2024, uh, I think I saw. Right. So, yeah, too much, too long. I was almost wondering when I saw this 18 episodes thing if that was like the entire series, if they had that in mind from the start. Or if they still plan to maybe do seasons. Yeah, that's the other thing, too. Um, That's why when I see 18 episodes, that's why I'm a little suspect that it might just be they're committed to doing two seasons of the show. um, Nine episodes at a time. At the same time, it's one of those things where they announce 18 episodes and we know it's coming out in two years. Or a year and a half or so, probably. Right? Mm -hmm. Makes me think that maybe they're just going to be having a lot of time for development and filming a lot so i don't know it, it it's such a long time for the mcu it's hard to gauge too much but i'm curious so uh and then final kind of like interesting marvel news uh so they uh, so they announced this actually a while ago that you know they're doing a marvel thunderbolts movie um which is kind of like suicide squad-esque version of what you know for marvel <laughs> um but the interesting thing i found was they announced the lineup and that's going to be red guardian who you might remember from black widow um her father quote unquote <laughs> uh mm-hmm. ghost which you might have forgotten about from the uh, second uh ant-man movie or technically the first ant-man and wasp movie um and then a uh, u.s agent from the uh Falcon and Winter Soldier series. Taskmaster, also from the Widowmaker uh, movie. Uh, Yelena, uh, uh, Black Widow's sister. And uh, Bucky, uh, you know, Winter Soldier. So that seems to be like the core lineup. Uh, And honestly, when I saw that lineup, I was like, this lineup kind of (laughs) sucks. Like, here's the thing. 
my biggest problem with this lineup is all these people are just ex-assassins slash super soldiers. There's really, in my mind, no variety, right? And other than Ghost, I guess you could say, um, assuming, I guess she, because if you remember in the Ant-Man and Wasp movie, she had her powers removed or fixed. So maybe she has them back. Um, but if she does, assuming she does, um, really all these are like the same characters. There's not really a lot of variation in what they do. They punch hard or shoot people, yeah. right? Yeah, that was the fun of the, the Suicide Squad movie, the most recent one, is mm -hmm. ragtag group of people, different backgrounds, different reasons they're involved in some criminal activity, some government activity. And you're mm -hmm. saying these are... Two, two similar characters grouped together, two grouped together. Yeah, and like even if you look at the Suicide Squad movie, right? The two characters that were actually somewhat similar, um, which was uh, I can't think of his name, Idris Elba's character, yeah. uh, and uh, uh, Peacemaker, right? They mm -hmm. were two similar characters, and they spent like a chunk of the movie competing against each other, like you know, like who's the better, right? Because right. that's they made the point was they were like the same person. And so I, I thought that was kind of like a fun, unique way to kind of deal with two similar characters. But in this one, it's just like, all right, well, is Red Guardian, U.S. Agent, and Bucky just going to be like, I'm the stronger super soldier guy. And is Elena Taskmaster and Ghost just going to be like, no, I'm the better assassin. You know, it's like, because that's literally all they are. <laughs> so... I don't know. I'm a little disappointed in this lineup. I would have liked to see more variety, but I also think this did highlight Marvel's general uh, bad guy problem. And the fact that there's not a whole lot of unique villains and the, the ones that are somewhat unique were killed off. <laughs> so I don't know. I, 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 I'm not like, it's still an MCU movie. It's probably going to be fine. They're probably going to have you like, oh, they're fun character interactions. Um, I'm just not super like the uniqueness factor in this kind of doesn't impress me. So. All right. All right. Uh, so let's move on. We got a couple of news stories. We kind of want to hit on um, first is cyber cyberpunk 2077 uh, phantom Liberty, a new kind of a DLC expansion that they are planning. Um, and there's also going to be a edge runners anime. Have you, have you beaten Cyber... I keep starting Cyberpunk mm -hmm. and never never actually uh, finishing it. <laughs> I yeah. think I've only got about two hours in. All right. Yeah, I, I had uh, beaten it when it came out. Like, I battled through mm -hmm. what bugs I did encounter and all that stuff to play. And I re-downloaded the game since version 1.6 came out. And mm -hmm. they've added a, a whole lot of stuff since. Uh, they added cross-progression. So you can cloud save and continue on any platform. If you have PC and Xbox or PlayStation, whatever, that's that's cool. And then a lot of stuff like quality of life things, like you can preview clothes in the shop now and all these little things in the game that it, it feels like, you know, I would have said this with when 1.5 update came out, but now with 1.6, it, it really trues like the game should have come out right now and it would have been a, a great time because the game is in a, in the best state that it's possibly in mm -hmm. and you had this expansion announcement 
And then on Netflix this week, we're uh, going to get the Edge Runners anime by Trigger, which looks pretty cool and definitely will attract a, a different kind of audience. So big week for Cyberpunk. Yeah, uh, it's definitely a game I wanted to get into, but kept just not. And now it's like I I, th- I was actually thinking about starting it up the other day, but I think I think I might because um, I kind of want to play because I know we're going to talk about a bunch of games that are coming out in like a month time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like there's like a month gap waiting, so that might be a good one to get into. All right, uh, Uncle from Another World. I know, uh, you know, Amaro and Jero gave kind of a little bit of an update on it last week for more delays due to COVID. So they've officially started decided to just start over. <laughs> um, so they're going to apparently start to redo the whole broadcast uh, in October from episode one and they're just going to i guess rerun some of the shows um so i guess it kind of became a two-core series Mm -hmm. um i don't know what this really means for netflix um whether or not they're going to just hold off um and then kind of wait because right now it's six episodes that have been out um and all six i believe are on netflix um Mm -hmm. so I, that's interesting. I don't. I mean, it's kind of, I guess, a good way to do it because I feel like a lot of shows end up be, when they have weird release schedules, people get confused and stop watching it. Yeah. And have you been keeping up with this show at all? Uh, I've I watched just episode two, and I haven't mm-hmm. caught up since. Yeah, I, I, I've watched all that they've released, and it's it's absolutely it's still such a funny, mm-hmm. such amazing show. Um. So I, I am a little I am glad that they're going to just restart it because again I want there to be a solid base you know a reason to do a season two and to keep following up with the show because it is so good um, and it's a lot of fun to watch very entertaining so but it's interesting I, I mean that they're just going to restart it I guess yeah my expectations for Netflix are so little that. I expect that two week delay to still be a thing and mm-hmm. just deal with it. Yeah. I mean, you think now that they're going to have basic, essentially have two months, right? Cause at this point we're talking about, uh, you know, well, it's actually more like, I guess two, three months. Cause they're just basically going to have to restart six episodes mm-hmm. and it's not going to start till October. So they're having, you know, every throwing from now till October, if they have anything that they could do to sub, um, they could probably get it out, but who knows? All right. Last anime story announcement we have is the ancient Magus bride season two was announced. This is awesome. I really enjoyed season one. Um, I, did you watch the series? I watched some of season one and I just didn't get, uh, continue with it. Even though yeah. I thought it was good, what I've seen. It's amazing. I, I I mean, I do like it a lot. Um, it's got a fun story. It is kind of Harry Potter esque in a lot of ways, um, but it's just it's it's just interesting and unique. Um, it, it is also going to be done by uh, Studio Kafka, um, which did the uh, original uh, DVD releases, which I never watched. Um, so I probably want to watch those just to see how 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 they stack up because wit did have the original series and we all know wit is pretty amazing and i know we're gonna get at least one or two people saying well you should focus on the staff not the studio but 
uh, I honestly, I, I would look at the studio names or the staff names. I wouldn't know who did it, but whoever the staff did work on it did a good job. <laughs> um, it looked good, but more than anything, I think the story really carried itself. So, um, I, I'm definitely pretty excited to see where, uh, season two goes. Um, so I, I'm pretty happy about this. All right. That's going to wrap up uh, our news. So let's go ahead and we're going to jump into the fall 2022 games preview. So for the most part, what we're going to be doing is just kind of, as I, as I kind of mentioned previously, talking about the games we're really interested in that are coming out um, and, and kind of give some of our opinions, uh, what we're kind of hoping for, and I guess give you some more information on what awesomeness is about to come out. Mm -hmm. uh, why don't you go ahead and start us off because uh, Soul Hackers 2 is one I believe you're interested in. It looks like it already came out. Did you buy it already? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I, I just started playing yesterday. Uh, it came out in August, so it's at like the cusp of fall gaming preview stuff. But uh, what kind of attracted me to it is like looking at some of the gameplay. It was... It's, you know, part of that whole, like, Shin Megami Tensei thing. It's like Persona. So it kind of looks like a different vibe mm -hmm. from Persona, where the main character you're playing as is Ringo, and she's an AI that's, you know, that they're this specific organization, like Ion is AI, is uh, calculated that the world's going to end. So they brought her in to kind of save the world, and you interact with these devil summoners and form a team. So it's kind of a different vibe and i almost kind of appreciate the perspective of the main character being the ai person instead of the various people that she revives that become party members mm -hmm. so that's pretty cool and then you have like uh like link building with your squad so you can interact with them have hangouts and and answer questions but it's not as like persona 5 was very much like a day planner kind of game like okay at night i want to go out and do this in the afternoon i'll do this and you it, things are very structured whereas here it's you know just do it as it's available and you can knock out a lot of stuff so it kind of had had me interested as like a persona light type game i expect it to be in the 30 to 50 hour range so it won't be i don't expect it to be anywhere near as long as persona and what what, what did you get it on ps5 Five. Gotcha. Cool. Uh, a, a game that I actually was thinking about getting is next. Um, and the only reason why I didn't get it is because I hadn't played any of the original ones, but I was really mm -hmm. kind of interested in playing a game. So I was like, my fingers have been like itchy. Um, but that's Splatoon 3, which is coming out on the... Oh, it came out a couple days ago uh, right. on the yes. 9th. Did you, yeah, this did you is also get fresh. it that one? Yes, I did. Yeah, I actually got both of these games just yesterday. So gotcha. Oh, yeah. so very so very fresh, but uh, with, with, with Splatoon, it it really just kind of feels a little bit more like you know more weapons, more clothes, different setting, different single player campaign. There's a new um, tabletop battle, or they call it table turf battle, which is kind of like a card game element, which I'm pretty interested to try. Uh, speaking of Persona earlier persona 5 royal had a card game in like the social space that i really enjoyed so i'm looking forward to playing that and you know uh, generally splatoon is a very enjoyable multiplayer experience whether you do the, the turf war stuff or 
the the salmon run uh cooperative multiplayer which i really enjoyed in the second game cool uh one thing i wanted to kind of know i guess this is another kind of question i had was um if you're really not interested in the multiplayer, do you feel like this is a game even worth getting? Because like, how does this single player experience? Like, I know for the, I know you haven't played much of this one, right. but like yeah. the previous two games, like, how how would you feel like if you were just interested in the single player ma- aspect of the game? Is yeah, it really would, worth getting? I would say avoid in that case right. because it's not a it's not a super long experience. It's almost like designed primarily to they put a little story stuff in there, but it's also Here's how the game plays. Here's the various weapons you can use and how you can interact with everything. So it's it's more almost like a, a primer for the multiplayer experience. Gotcha. Yeah, because that's what I, was, I figured. Um, it's very much like, you know, because I remember I had a friend a number of years ago. Like, I really wanted to play Call of Duty. And I was like, you don't play multiplayer stuff. He's like, yeah, I'm just going to do the campaign. I was like, oh, I don't know if I would buy Call of Duty to play the nah, campaign. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's an, I guess it's one of those type of games. Uh, well, that's that's interesting. Um, it's good to know as well. Um, all right, moving on to the next game, one that actually hasn't come out yet, <laughs> um, and that is uh, Gundam Evolution. This is coming out on the 21st of this month for PC, and then follow up on the 30th in November. This game actually does look. I I, I believe I I saw some people playing the beta not a long time ago. Um, this one's like basically Overwatch for Gundams. Right. It is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I remember I played it a little bit of the beta myself on PC and, you know, you go through the characters and you're like, okay, this is a sniper character. But instead of a grapple hook, you have a launch pad that mm. anybody can use and step on. So it's almost like trying to replicate the Widowmaker experience of jumping up high and trying to get some snipes in. Uh, and a lot of other characters feel very familiar too, with slightly different slants on the core gameplay modes of like control mm. and push and all that stuff. There's I don't I don't remember if there is ever a like a you know escort a payload. It would be that obviously similar, but but yeah, yeah. I don't know. I feel I feel like the biggest problem with this game is just uh, moving on to the next title. Yeah. It's competing with Overwatch, right? And Overwatch <laughs> 2 is coming out on the 4th of October, which is, I know, a game that's... I don't know how excited I am for this anymore. Um, like, I loved Overwatch, and I played the, the, the hell out of Overwatch. Um, I don't know if this is... I, I'm going to go... I like, well, full... I'm gonna buy it because I'm I'm that kind of person, and I I mean it's gonna be free to play, but I'm right. definitely gonna be spending some money on it. Um, I'm just I am a little concerned about some of the rumors I've heard and how they're going to be like really charging the shit out of some things. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, like no matter what Overwatch Two is, right as a game, um, what we're getting at launch is more of just a little bit of a different overwatch flavor with a couple of new characters. We're not getting like the camp, the single player uh, stuff that they kind of showed off or the no. co-op stuff that they showed off more, more than the single player. Um, we're not getting any of that, but like, again, 
like if you're like well do you want to go try out this gundam evolution knockoff or do you want to come back to overwatch 2 mm-hmm. i'm definitely more interested in trying overwatch 2 and kind of getting the vibe from that yeah um at least like push kind of looks interesting as a game mm-hmm. mode and i like some of those new maps from what i've seen uh mm-hmm. i am concerned about this battle pass thing involving the hero kiriko who's going to be a, even a part of the free version of the battle pass um mm. it's it's a little awkward what the me- it's really unknown exactly what the messaging is right now revolving that because you know overwatch is a the version that we're going to be getting in october is the competitive experience and uh i i have my concerns with putting a character even on the free track in a battle pass in the battle pass just put the character in the game and have everything in the battle pass be cosmetic i i really feel like my my concern is when you look at something like league of legends right or you know games that basically lock characters behind paywalls right mm-hmm. like you can play the game for free but if you want this character you have to pay for it i sit there from a perspective right i sit there and i agree right okay that makes some sense because you know it's a free game you're gotta monetize it somehow put certain characters behind walls the problem with overwatch specifically is so much of that game is so hyper dependent on countering right Mm-hmm. You joining a team and they go, oh crap, we need Kiriko. We need someone who's who can play Kiriko. And you're like, oh shit, I haven't unlocked, you know, oh, yeah. that character. Yeah, or I'm a least... support player and I don't buy the battle pass. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, and, th- and that's the problem. Is like, it, as new characters come out, if you haven't unlocked that character, if someone goes, we need this character in this game to counter or because it has X Y Z ability, right? or ultimate you're mm-hmm. kind of screwed or you let people down people are just like oh you don't have that like because at least in like league of legends and correct me if i'm wrong um you select your character at the beginning of the match you don't get to change it at any point so having those limitations you can't go oh crap i wish we had xyz player you know coming in what you had plus to my knowledge those kind of moba games right very rarely are they like too much of a XY counters this, right? A mm-hmm. counters B. It's more of just like this character does this and it's more about play styles and how it works. And there's still obviously support classes and things like that. But again, you're not going to need an Anna because they're, you know, constantly charging in and you need some sort of anti-heal or something to, right. to, to block them off. Um, that's my main concern. And right now, I guess you could say, well, you know, none of the character, all the characters that really are needed are already going to be unlocked, all the main characters. But, you know, as more start to come out behind some sort of lock, um, it just concerns me. I'm also really hoping that when you buy season passes, you get, you just, I don't know. I just, my concern is the content's not going to be there. Like, what, what exactly am I getting with a season pass, right? I mean, even Call of Duty, right? When you buy a season pass, they kind of outline your content. But Overwatch is kind of like, you're going to get this and some more stuff in the future. And it's just like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, hopefully, all of this 
in the next month before the game comes out is clarified because the mm -hmm. fact that we're having this conversation now about it a little concerning yeah and to be fair neither of us are as in the overwatch community and world as we used to be right but at the same time i would say we are more we we are the more uh informed than most right so the fact that more informed people don't know what's going on is concerning so i, I i'll i will definitely play the wait and see card um I did play some of the Overwatch 2 beta a few months ago when it came out, and I did enjoy what I did play. Um, but I, I do feel like at the same time, I, I I would almost wish they went back to the just pay us money for the game and get everything for free. But if you want to pay for special cosmetics and shit, you can. Mm. Like I, I feel like I would have preferred that method and get all new heroes, even if I miss out on you know a dope skin. Um, I can at least, you know, know I can play everything. And I also do hope that there's at least some sort of like free weekend or something with characters. So you can like temporary unlock them and try them and think, see if you like them. Um, that way if they don't necessarily, and that's the other thing, I guess, I guess like, they don't know that either. Do you know if you can just, I guess, I guess we don't know anything, but like, I, I'm curious to see whether or not all new characters will be locked behind season passes or you can just buy them individually or I don't know. I'd be curious to see. Yeah, what I feel planning. like to be in the competitive mode, I think you'd have to make that character available in some way. Like after a season's over, add them to an archive where you can buy for a certain amount. Like if, if that's really what they want to do. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm definitely gonna. This that's definitely gonna be something we're gonna have to come back to once the game is out. Right. I definitely wanna. That that's definitely gonna be a a, a game I'm gonna want to put some time into. <clears throat> um, back into some multiplayer once it's out. So. All right. Next game on the list: Near Autonoma, the End of Yorha Edition, coming out on the sixth of October. I never played any near Autonoma games. Uh, I know Jiro and uh, Amuro are what two B stands. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. Two B A two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I'm definitely interested in this game quite a bit. Um, I probably I know when I say probably I will be buying this um, for two main reasons. Um, first reasons, it's only forty bucks. So I know it's an older game, but like, you know, getting something new on the Switch for 40 bucks, that's like a full, you know, like how long again it take you like that? You could put hours into this game, right? Right. Yeah. If you if you aim to 100 percent, like it took me in about 60 hours to get yeah. there. So you can you, there's a lot of hours that can be put in this game. Um, so I'm I'm pretty interested in getting it. I like new content for the Switch. I'm definitely a guy that loves to watch TV and things, and I love to have my phone or, you know, something in my hands that I can play games on shows that I like, but maybe aren't as fully invested in, um, and kind of like just white noise more like, um, so I'm definitely going to be getting this one, especially since, you know, there's a good month before any other game on the Switch that I'm truly excited about is coming out, so, um, but it looks pretty cool, um, so I'm definitely excited to get my hands on that one. 
Yeah. Uh, that that might be one I may have to decide whether that's another version of the game that I want to play. Because when I first bought it, it was on PlayStation. Then I played uh, uh, when it was on Game Pass. I played it on Xbox, and then just played on Switch again just for fun and different outfits that they'll have in this game and stuff. And I just love your automata so much. I also just feel like the handheld aspect of the game is what makes me kind of like, I love, like there are a lot of games where I just would love to just be able to play it on handheld and walk around with it, which is one of the reasons why I kind of want a steam deck um, because it's just so nice and so convenient. And so like, I think that's just an appeal for me as well. Cause I know I don't, again, it's another one of those things where I'm not going to have to sit down and you know, when I want to play near automata, I need to stop everything and play near autonomous. Right. Mm-hmm. I can, you know, have a YouTube video on. Maybe I'm in, you know, maybe I'm going to visit somebody and I'm not driving, obviously. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I have those kind of options to play. And I, to me, this feels like a game that's going to be really good for that experience. So. All right. Moving on to the next game. A Plague Tale Requiem. Requiem? Requiem? Yeah, Requiem. Yeah, uh, that's coming out on the 18th of next month. Um, I'm pretty excited about this one. This is one of those games where I didn't play A Plague Tale when it first came out. Um, A Plague Tale Innocence, to be more specific. Right. (laughs) Um, I never actually played that game. Um, So I played it years later when I got it super cheap on Steam. And I just, I loved it to death. I thought it was... It was a really solid game. Um, it's just an interesting and fun title. And I kind of want to see... And I've seen a lot of the stuff they've done with Requiem. Um, Requiem and it definitely feels like they've done the classic upgrading in terms of how you move and play. And um, it, again, it just has me kind of excited. I also admit, like, I was looking at getting the uh, special edition because it comes with, like, a really dope figure. Um, but like everywhere I went, they were sold out. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, so I was like, oh, well, I guess I'll, I'll wait. Plus, um, I'm actually thinking I'm going to get this one on PC for sure. I own the other one on PC. So I feel like it, even though this is a, a game that I typically like to get on like a console because I want to chill, you know, single player games I like to chill back, lean back, mm-hmm. um, bust out a controller and play it. I still feel like this is going to be a good game to have on PC. Cause again, I kind of, I think down the future in the road, like when I, you know, when I eventually do get my steam deck, I'll have access to this game. Um, but I know, uh, you have been playing. Have you beat a Plague Tale Innocence yet? Yeah. Just a couple days ago, actually, I finished Plague Tale and yeah, I mean, I, I love the game too. I thought it was a really well-made sort of action stealth game. Um, I feel like most parts of it, you know, it's a very linear game and it almost kind of feels guided in a sense of yeah. how you play. Uh, it it kind of opens up a little bit more toward the end as you uh, get into, like, there's a couple boss fights at the end, which mm-hmm. you know, pretty interesting boss battles. Um, but yeah, I, I just really love the story, love the, the natural evolution of Amicia being given new stuff to use, like extinguishing fires and 
attracting mm-hmm. rats in a different direction and stuff. So there's a lot of cool stuff there. And looking at what to expect in Requiem, it's pretty cool with uh, with Hugo. Like I won't spoil anything, but like what mm-hmm. Hugo is able to to how he's able to contribute in the second game. Yeah. I think that's going to be the interesting thing because, like, pretty much in the first game, it's just like let's babysit him, mm-hmm. which admittingly sometimes was like, "Oh, fuck off, kid." Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, you know, I'll say this: like, he doesn't come off as annoying. Like, I think sometimes when you have to deal with some kids, you can be like annoyed by their characters. I don't think I was ever truly annoyed by his character. Obviously, there were times where I was like, "It's what I guess it was one of those things where if I was a, a spry twenty-something, I might mm-hmm. be like." This kid's stupid, but now being yeah. a more mature adult, I'm like, well, you know, he's also mm-hmm. like, what? He's five years, years old. old. Yeah, yeah, five years old. It's like, you know, can't really blame him for some of his actions when you're five years old and you're in, you know, kind of a shitty situation as he is. In. Right. Mm-hmm. So some of his actions make more sense when you kind of gauge that factor. Um, but yeah, I, I'm pretty excited. Um, I think it looks, all the video stuff that we've seen looks really gorgeous. Um and I'm definitely pretty stoked to get my hands on that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. All right. Next up, Gotham Knights. Uh, this is coming out three days later, uh, on the 21st of October. Um, I'm torn. I'll be honest with you. I am a huge Batman fan. No if, ands, or buts about it. I buy all the comics. I love it. But I'm a little torn if I should buy this game right away. Because I know Plague Tale is coming out a few days prior. And I feel like I'm going to end up buying this game. And it's going to sit on my my back shelf for three months. um, Because of another game we'll talk about coming out. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Only a few weeks after this one. Um, Also, I've seen some of the gameplay footage. And it just feels so by the numbers, right? Like the same aspect of here you have villains that are like, you know, they have X health and you just have to beat on them all the time. One of the things that I really loved about the Batman uh, Arkham games, which I know this is not a sequel to, but, you know, you're always going to necessarily, you know, hold those games, right? Right. When you're thinking about this next game um, was just how they kind of scaled up enemies and stuff. And I really love that formula a lot for the Batman type games um, where, you know, it just makes them harder. You have to time your your things much, but they're not like, okay, now I got to, you know, stat out my guy so I could deal percentage amount of damage to this one character. It just, it feels more RPG than a Batman game needs to be. Mm. I'm not uninterested in this game. But I definitely feel like this is going to be one of those games I'm going to have to sit on, um, just because I'm I'm going to be there's too many games I got something's got to sit aside, and even though a Batman story and I know you know technically this is more of his you know a, a more of a, a a Robin Nightwing Red Hood Batgirl story, but um, that whole aspect has I feel like it's going to have, just have to wait. Are you interested in this game at all? I'm interested for the multiplayer components. Um, yeah. That that would be pretty much it for me. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, multiplayer would be pretty interesting as well, but I don't know. I, I definitely feel like this is going to be a game where I'm going to want to wait. Um, definitely maybe look at some of the uh, reviews as well. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm still somewhat interested in it because ultimately it's a Batman game. <laughs> yeah. um, so I have to buy it at some point. But it might be definitely worth waiting until it's maybe gotten like a little bit of a price reduction um, to save some money on. Uh-huh. All right. Next game coming up out on the same day, but a radically different game. Uh, New Tales from the Borderlands. Yeah, so as Borderlands fan, I'm I'm curious about this one. Uh, I enjoyed the previous Tales from the Borderlands, which that was done by uh, Tall Tale Games back mm-hmm. in the day when they were adapting, you know, Wolf Among Us and The Walking Dead and all that. But this one is going to be worked on by Gearbox. So it's going to focus on a different story and it may have this different feel to it you know it remains to be seen but uh we're gonna have some new playable characters you know the interesting thing is how it'll all tie in to the previous borderlands games and stuff um and this one seems to involve the weapon manufacturer tedior and that's the one thing that i really like about you know the story elements of these games is is exploring these weapon manufacturers because you you use the guns and you have a, a, di- a distinct feel when you grab a, a Vladoff gun or something like that. And Teddy Or is the fun one where it kind of feels cheap. It feels like a, a you know like Walmart type gun, but then you f- you throw whatever you have left in the magazine as like a grenade explosion, and the weapon just appears in your hand. So Teddy Or is a fun manufacturer, and I'm looking forward to. Uh, the next Borderlands game, but uh, I should mention that I didn't play the Tiny Tina's Wonderlands spinoff, which apparently was okay. But isn't that the, the a more a full fledged kind of like Borderlands shooting style? Yeah, I, that's yeah, what I'm a little. Stuff. Yeah, that's what I'm more curious about is kind of how this game plays or feels differently when we look at that versus the game that was developed by uh, Telltale. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be interesting to me more than anything else because, like, are they just going to try to mimic the style, or are they going to also kind of throw their own kind of spin and play on it? Mm-hmm. So, all right. Next game I want to talk about is uh, Sonic Frontiers, which is coming out on the eighth uh, of November. Um, yeah. This is another game that's going to have to wait largely because of, uh, I, again, two games that we'll talk about after this one. Uh-huh. Um, I, I'm, I'm really hoping for a good Sonic game, right? I feel like it's been a while since I played a really good Sonic game. Um, I love the fact that this is going to be open world, um, but I'm curious to see how everything kind of translates also curious the fact that it's going to be on Switch, PS5, and Xbox Series. Um, so, like, I don't imagine it's going to be graphically technical. Um, but it's could be, again, another good Switch game to pick up at some point um, to kind of play. But also, it might be hard to play on Switch because if you're going real fast and you, you know, little jumps, mm-hmm. seeing it on that small little screen is not going to help you. <laughs> yeah, the, the um, nature of Sonic's character would affect the frame rates. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but I'm definitely, I think this is definitely one of those games that I'm interested in keeping my eye on, but it's going to just have to kind of wait. This one for sure will wait more than anything else because like, even if I were to put it on my tier list, like I'd probably way more, not probably, I am more interested in say, um, Gotham Knights than Sonic Frontiers, but it's still like, I mean, that man in me that played the Sonic Adventure wants that same experience, you know, like that, that the first time you, if like I know this is more like an old man thing when back in the was it like 2000 when it came out like that whole vibe of Sonic Adventure was just that was like the jam back in the day mm-hmm. yeah so alright now another game coming out on the exact same day which is exactly the reason I'm not gonna probably be getting this one is God of War Ragnarok I think this is the game most people are anticipating the most right um I mean, I don't know what to say that, you know, if you haven't played God of War 2018, uh, you know, you're missing out on such an amazing title to begin with. I'm really excited to see how this one plays. I'm glad it's coming out finally. Um, and, you know, I know there was a rumor it was going to be delayed at one point, but this one just, it just looks really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited. To, you know, they added God of War to the PlayStation Collection as far as part of the PS Plus, and that's when I played it after the PS5 update came through, and just a magnificently well-made game all around. Just super fun to use the uh, throw the axe around and stuff as the early weapon and stuff, and you know the the evolving story with with uh, Kratos and Atreus was very good and entertaining. Um, very excited for the sequel. Yeah, and I think. Um... I love the the world. I think that was the other good thing, like the the, the massive world that we got to explore. And mm-hmm. I'm great. I'm curious to see how you know. Again, being that this is going to be a PS5 game, right? See what they are able to do to to really make it better. Um, although with some limitations, because I think it's also being released on PS4. So yeah. Anytime you see a game that's going to release on both consoles, either a it's not going to be as amazing because they had to limit it somehow to make it also on PS4 or B the PS4 version version is going to really suck because they downscaled it a lot. <laughs> right. So, but we'll have to wait and see. I'm definitely uh, stoked about this one though. Uh, and then finally, uh, want to talk about Pokemon Scarlet slash Violet. I am uh, again, like it's a Pokemon game. So I'm kind of, really interested in it at the same time like we had Arceus to start the year right that's two Pokemon games in one year and as much as I love Pokemon I think we should be very real in that Pokemon games don't really play dramatically different and I know Arceus um, saw a massive overhaul which is awesome um, which did give that more vibes more like unique vibes to it but this game looks like it's just adopting a lot of what Arceus did, which is cool, but also means that this game's not going to be all that much different than Arceus. Mm. So I'm really hoping some of the unique Pokemon um, that come out are pretty cool. Um, I'm a little torn on the whole fact that you get the bike Pokemon. You know, the two legends are just bikes you can ride around on. Um, But I'm still curious to see how it all plays out. Did you play Arceus? 
No, I didn't. I was actually curious because I remember you and Amro talking about that early on in the year and it seemed like Amro was more into it than you were and I was wondering did you eventually like come around to the game or or what? I uh I came around more, but I did not get as much into it as Amro did. I think right. the the problem with Arceus ultimately is that it has a very limited play style in terms of what you really like. You have to be really into catching Pokemon. And and I don't mean like, you know, oh, hey, look, I don't have this one yet. It's more like, oh, hey, I only have 10 of these, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm hoping some of that maybe doesn't come to Scarlet and Violet. Um, but some of it was still kind of interesting, too, because like sometimes it did encourage you to catch things you wouldn't necessarily have ever tried. Um, and even use so i don't know maybe maybe scarlet will have improved upon the format enough to make it more interesting i will say for sure if you didn't play Arceus, this one would be pretty cool to get into because it would be a dramatic shift in what you would be used to and um if i can recall correctly the last game that came out was sword and shield which was 2019. So, you know, yeah. in, in that regard, you're talking about, you know, it's been three years since you might've played uh, a Pokemon game. And for that fact, like, yeah, for hundred percent, like if it's been, you know, a couple of years since you played a Pokemon game, for sure, this game would be worth getting for sure and playing and trying it out. Um, to me, it's more of just a let, you know, Arceus came out, you know, less than, what was it January this year? So we're yeah, talking about like, January. yeah, like a 10 month span between games. That's very little. And it, it, it's just like how much of the same game can you replay over and over again without feeling a little worn out? Yeah. It's too much formula. Yeah. <laughs> and again, I love Pokemon. I mean, I've played almost every Pokemon game that's been released in terms of like the mainland main line ones. Um, so I think the only one I never played was Black and White 2. Um, yeah, I think it was just Black and White 2. It was the only ones I hadn't played. Um, so, like, I played every one. And so it definitely does get a little bit of a repetitive nature to it. So, But even though you say what you've said about scarlet and violet uh do you think you're 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 gonna play it like for sure uh here's again i kind of come i kind of cycle back to my original uh statement about the reason why i watch near autonoma or i want to play near autonoma i really love being able to have a game i can play while i'm doing other things and pokemon is easily a game you can play while doing other things Easily, you, like, watch YouTube or whatever. Watch YouTube, watch, you know, the the new Willow series, although I'm probably more invested in that one. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, watching other things, maybe... You know, I still like to watch the news, I know. Crazy people watch the, oh, yeah. the news. <laughs> um, I still like to... Every, maybe not every day, but, you know, uh, I will spend, like, an hour every so often watching maybe the local national news. But being able to have something in my hand to where I'm not, you know, 100% focused on it, you know, it's something I'll do. And this is a game you could pick up, put down, pick up, put down, pick up, put down. 
So I will likely still get it. Um, but I do feel like my enjoyment of it might be lessened because I'll be playing it and all I'll think is like, you know, I just played this game like a few months ago. <laughs> um, right. So I don't know. I, I I still think it's one of those interesting decisions that, you know, basically within the same year, they're releasing two full-fledged Pokemon games, right? That's just, to me, that's that's a lot in one year. Even for, And, for you know, Nintendo is not the type to milk its franchises. Like, they're definitely, well, I mean, I guess that's a little weird. They're the type to milk its franchise characters, but not right. its franchises, right? Like, because, like, they'll make one Mario game every so often. Like, you yeah. know. For them that release two in one year, I think that's a pretty interesting decision by them. Mm-hmm. They just want to yeah. pad their 2022 stats and be like, hey, look how many more games we sold this year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Either way, hopefully it'll be good. All right. I think that'll wrap it up. Um, if there are any games you guys are all interested in, um, definitely love to hear about it. Uh, what are you excited about? Um, you can find us on Facebook. Uh, we're on Discord, uh, Twitter, I guess. If you're, you know, in that cesspool of madness, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, and I know, you know, if Amro were here, we'd have we'd have a lot more JRPGs than just oh, yeah. the one that I mentioned. So I'm sure that that's a that is a a uh, blind spot mostly for for the two of us. Yeah, I, I'm just not a huge JRPG fan. Um, I guess technically speaking, Pokemon is a JRPG, but uh, there there are definitely a lot of JRPG titles out there that I'm just not interested in. So mm -hmm. definitely more into, I guess you could say, AAA titles more than anything else. So um, yeah, there's definitely a lot of games on here. I'm sure you're like, well, what about this awesome, cool indie title? I definitely love to hear about it because you know there's always one of those things where it's like. I don't know about it, and then someone mentions it, and I look it up, and I go, hey, this actually does mm -hmm. look cool. So definitely yeah, something I'd be curious yeah. about. Those games have a way of sneaking up on you. Like, I, I didn't really know about Plague Tale until it was, like, free on the Epic Game Store, and then it was on Game Pass, and it was free on PlayStation Plus for a while, and that's how that's how I really became aware of it. And then you talked about playing it and loving it, and then I got on it. Oh, yeah. I mean, this it's really kind of a similar story for me was that uh, the only reason why I knew anything about Plague Tale um, was because I literally bought a new graphics card and was like, I need a game to play. And uh -huh. I logged on Steam and there was like Plague Tale on sale. And I was like, never heard of this. And mm -hmm. I just bought it because I think it was like 10 bucks. And I was like, cool. And I ended up really liking it. And uh, this one, obviously a little more high profile because Plague Tale became such a big hit, even though it was kind of a cheaper, more indie title uh, when it first came out. Um. So everyone's kind of more aware of Net, of Re Requiem now, so it's it's kind of got that more AAA status to it, um, mm -hmm. which is cool. Um, so yeah, definitely definitely love to hear about you know little games that I might miss because you know me big stupid American that like AAA titles, AAA Western titles only. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, uh, all right. That's gonna wrap it up for this today's episode. Again, find us on Discord, uh, Facebook, Twitter. Um, and definitely love to, to hear from you guys. Um, for Armoro, for Jero, XCOM, even Fosh, I'm Steve. We'll see you next time on the Andrew Podcast. Susie Kid.